the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Howdy, howdy. Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested, and more. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, had a kind of a good week last week. Uh, thousands, and this, it doesn't shock me, but it's shocking to see. Thousands of fans flocked to the grand opening of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, Universal Studios in Southern California. Uh, people camped out overnight wearing Hogwarts robes and wielding wands, all for the right to spend more than $100 a ticket. Tied towards Harry Potter, and whether it's the books or the movies, theme parks around the world are doing what they can to bring movies to life. Um, whether it be DreamWorks Animation, Sony, Lionsgate, Pixar, Star Wars World, straightforward roller coasters aren't enough to lure customers anymore. Does that, again, tell you about investing, how things change? Um, in an era of Instagram and Snapchat, customers want to share pictures of them in a whole other world. I'm laughing because, like, I don't see myself ever being that guy going, ooh, I want to go to Star Wars worlds. But, like, Lego worlds, they have to constantly come up with new attractions, and that attracts people who do Legos. And that's just as weird to me as Star Wars world. It's just as weird as Harry Potter world. Anyway, elsewhere and also onware. Um... Revenue for video streaming grew something like 29% last year, whereas revenue for satellite and cable grew about 3%. Now, obviously, they're much bigger, but it shows you where the growth is. Uh, Facebook's quest for world domination, again, gets on display tomorrow at their F8 conference in San Francisco. Movie got bomb reviews, just awful reviews, but it didn't bomb. It was a big winner, uh, like a boss. Melissa McCarthy's box office wizardry uh, was pretty stunning this weekend. She pulled in 24, almost $24 million in a movie that people just panned. But it was her fifth straight $20 million plus premiere. Um, she's investable, that's what I'm trying to say. Did you watch the Masters yesterday? You know how much tickets for a golf tournament go? 
1500 to $5,000 for a day. Holy mackerel. And if you look at the group, it's a bunch of old men watching a bunch of men play golf. So there ain't no game there. But the winner of the Masters, Danny Willett, he's going to earn another 4 to $7 million plus dollars in endorsements. Uh, just because he won. No one knew who he was last Thursday, even though he was the 12th best player in the world. But today, everyone knows who he is. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, a little financial planning action going on. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, got an email. Says, listen to you on podcast every day. I've got a question about backdoor Roth IRAs. My wife and I are both 35 and want to contribute to Roth IRAs. Our AGI, adjusted gross income, is above 193000 We are both public employees with a pension, CalPERS, and we maximize our 457 contributions each year at $18,000 each. I have been told before that since we have public pensions, we are not allowed to open traditional IRA accounts that can then convert to a Roth. I know that I cannot have a pre-tax IRA because of the pension and the also because we max out our 457s, but is it still possible as an employee with a pension to open an IRA with after-tax money and convert it that to a Roth? If so, are there any complications that I need to be aware of in light of my situation? Very complicated question. One of the reasons I'm glad you're in the business, because there's a lot of phrases in there like, back to a Roth? <laughs> 457? Yeah, I know the 457. It's kind of yeah. like a 401k, 403b kind of buddy, but... Um, pre-tax, post-tax mm-hmm. conversion. Yep. There, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and, and the, the rules are confusing enough where it sounds like either HR or a CPA or an enrolled agent or something said, no, you, you, you make too much money, you can't do an IRA. Well, that's actually not correct. You can fund an IRA if you want to, but you absolutely make way too much money to deduct that from your income. So, I mean, the, the limits, limits are really, really low. It's um, under under 60000 married filing jointly. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, in the 50s, really, that if you have a 401K available or 457 or other, some other plan and you make a contribution to an IRA, even if you have that plan and barely put any money into it, you can't take a deduction. You can still fund it, but it's called a non-deductible contribution. So you can still open a normal IRA and put money in it. And... When you put the money in that that year that you file your taxes, in order to never pay taxes again on that contribution because you put in after-tax money, you have to file a form 8606. So the idea here is that uh, you know the people that are lucky enough to be able to say I'm maxing out my 401k, I make too much money to fund a Roth, which tells me that they're making over 180 thousand between the two of them. Right. Um, if I make too much money to fund a Roth, so in their case, they can't fund a Roth. They make too much money to fund a Roth. They make way too much money to deduct an IRA. So the strategy but, so the strategy is, yeah. which is a little bit silly, instead of the government just saying, hey, let everybody do a Roth. Everybody is so underprepared for retirement. Just let everybody do a Roth. <laughs> so the strategy is you put money into a normal IRA account, any normal IRA account. Go to TD Ameritrade, open up an IRA, fund it. And then that year for your taxes, you file the Form 8606, notifying the IRS that's a non-deductible contribution. And you turn around and go to TD Ameritrade, open up a Roth account, and then you fill out a conversion form, and you convert the money that's in that IRA right into a Roth. If you own, if you do not have any other IRA funds, it's tax-free. So it's just a way to fund a Roth with extra paperwork. That's all it is. 
it's legal. It looks illegal, though, right? Um, it looks it, it like it really doesn't. Your true intention there's, is there's to find actual, a Roth, but you find an IRA, and yeah. then you. It it looks it looks funny. Yeah, but let's let's face it though, Rob, is that most people that get to this level, if they're able to save that much money, and um, you know, they're they're looking for other options. They've probably had multiple jobs. Most people have multiple jobs, so they've had four hundred one ks that they roll to an IRA. So most people in their position, they're government employees, so they've stuck around a long time because they have these pensions to look forward to. Most America isn't like that, so they have multiple four hundred one ks that they've rolled into IRAs. If you have money in an IRA and you try to do this strategy, it's not tax-free. So the government likes you to do it. They're like, okay, yeah, you can have a Roth, but when you convert it, you're actually going to pay some taxes and the complicated the, the, the way that it's figured, we've written a blog on it in the past, so you can check the resource page at chadburton.com. But it's still possible, and it still might be worth it for you. It's really worth it for people that make too much money to fund a Roth and don't have any other IRAs. It's just like the next best thing to your 401k. So it's kind of like good for someone like me. Yes. Something that's kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone, 800-516-1220. If you have any questions about you know, what your retirement account should be looking like, how much you should have saved by certain ages... Um, I'm all about, you know, trying to get you to retirement in a comfortable, fun kind of way where you get it. Um, that's the critical thing for me is that I want you to have fun while you're doing it. I want you to be smart while you're doing it. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Let's get you to retirement. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. We've got some pretty big real problems in the United States. When I was growing up, getting your driver's license was like kind of a rite of passage. It led to, ooh, you could now ask a girl on a date. You couldn't dare do it if dad was going to drive. But once you had that ability to drive and convince your parents to use the car for the week, not the weekend, but you know, a couple hours on the weekend, you were able to ask a girl out. It was incredibly empowering. And it, it, it was awesome. Now in this day and age, we have texting. Um, back then we had just bad drivers. When I was 15, 16, you know. Uh, I remember going to pick up a person up, and uh, sun was setting, and I was nervous. And I, I didn't, we didn't have Google Maps back then. 
we didn't have ways we didn't have you know smartphones to get us to and fro gps still wasn't invented or it was invented it was just too expensive um, and i remember i was like okay she lives off hypothetically smith road i'm looking for smith road looking for smith road look there it is and i turned and i, I didn't see the car come and got inside and you know hit pretty bad um what was interesting about it was and again you just learn financial lessons through your life um, i clearly cut the guy off i it was clearly my fault and during the next two weeks through the insurance process, he says, if you'll pay for a um, rental car for me, I won't show up to court. I was like, what? Like, I didn't, I didn't grasp the concept. So basically he was saying, you know, you could, the court case, I was going to be found guilty of, you know, some not reckless driving, but failure to yield. And there was going to be another, you know, fee on me. Um, and the guy was not blackmailing me, but he was kind of blackmailing me, right? Um, long story short, I, I was like, I can't really afford that. So, you know, I, I, I guess I'll take the penalty from the law. And court comes around and he doesn't show up. So I was like, no, no plea. And no plea means, you know, no witnesses. And uh, I was free to go. But you kind of learned a lesson then. Like, everything's negotiable. Even the law is negotiable in some levels. Um, I think that's important to note. Um, but it also, what I was trying to get at was, you know, had I had a smartphone, it might not have happened. But had I had a smartphone, I might have been texting, hey, I'm five minutes away and I might have died. So I'm excited. Um, you used to have to remember someone's phone number. I remember going to live music and you know, getting a girl's phone number, you'd write it down on a napkin. And you'd just pray that you didn't blow your nose in that napkin or throw it away accidentally or get water on it. And you'd write it down on your hand and you'd be like, you know, hopefully it doesn't smear. Um, because you didn't have a smartphone to, to put her, her digits into, right? Um, but things change. So, and um, it's tragic to me to see kids dying of texting texting while driving it's tragic um, but in five years that won't be the case if parents go with self-driving cars and I just don't understand how you know we as a nation don't have in place a system that shuts down texting um, I, I guess it's probably technically impossible right and maybe that's the issue but yet I see most people on airplanes go to airplane mode like they obey that law but not the texting and driving. So anyhow, I'm totally off topic and I apologize, but um, insurance costs should go down in the years to come as cars are able to prevent us from getting in accidents. I saw that Ford's got a self-driving car now that can drive it in complete darkness, um, which is pretty cool because one of the problems with self-driving cars is how are they going to do in fog? How are they going to do in weather conditions? Masters champion Danny Willett is going to see a four to $7 million spike in endorsements. He once was an awful golf player. In the last couple of years, he's really practiced his game, practiced his game, practiced his game. And uh, he's moved up to 12th on the list of, of uh, best players. And that's pretty impressive. So um, advertisers love, not advertisers, yeah, advertisers love that kind of stuff. Last year, total number of cars that were made that were electric, 71,000 out of a total 17.4 million cars made. That's four-tenths of one percent. Electric cars aren't dominating, are they? Will they? 
it's expected, but they're not yet. Netflix had said two years ago, you know, hey, the monthly account's gone from 7.99 to 8.99. For high definition, it's gone to 9.99. But if you had an account before today, you don't have to do it for two years. Well, that two years is coming due next month, and you're going to see uh, Netflix start charging a little bit more. And the question that analysts always have is, how much do people freak out? Will they freak out? I don't really have a good answer for you on that one. Uh, the NFL signed a deal to work with Twitter, not Facebook, apparently because the NFL feels that Facebook undervalued content rights and has a very poor monetization model. Will they eventually go back to Twitter, uh, Facebook? I think they will. And the interesting question is, will Facebook want them at that point in time? And I think I think they will. The Daily Mail, uh, British publisher, is in talks to acquire Yahoo. Uh, I find that to be a sad story. I think Yahoo's a sad story. I think, you know, more and more jobs are going to be leaving Yahoo. And I find that to be sad. And it may not be this company that wins them, but someone is going to take them. And uh, Verizon will probably put in a bid. That's expected. Google's expected to put in a bid. But... They'll, you know, they'll find synergies. And synergies in Wall Street parlance is some people are going to get fired. Gender pay. Today is an interesting day. Today marks the equal pay day when women's earnings finally match men's for all of last year. So look at your calendar real quick and think about that. Now, again, is that every woman? No. Is that the most talented woman? No. But is that the average woman? Yes. And what's tragic about this is uh, we we don't live in that society. So I can say without two thoughts in the world um, that women are just as great workers as men, that many of the women employees that I've come across in my lifetime are equal, if not better, than the male employees. Um, but the fact that we have to wait till early April to match women's pay to men's pay last year, it's a problem, especially tied towards Social Security. Women live longer than men, and they have lower pay during their working years and spend fewer years in paid labor force than men. And the average monthly Social Security benefit for women retirees is 79% of that of a male retiree. So this is important if you have daughters, and this is important if you're a woman. This is important if you're a man. This is important if you have a wife. Spousal benefits are just half of what a worker receives, and married Social Security beneficiaries are generally entitled to larger of a spousal's benefits. So there's some tricky ways to get around it, but one-on-one, it's not equal, and that's that's pathetic. Life expectancy of a 65-year-old woman is 86.6 years. That's a long time to be living in poverty. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome back in. Rob Black, getting your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for being a listener to the show and spreading the word. I truly feel like I'm doing, you know, fun and interesting work, and I think it's helping you. Um, if it's not, then I'm not on message as much as I need to be. Warren Buffett is someone who kids probably in the gym today want to be like Steph Curry. Back in my day, kids wanted to be like Michael Jordan. Um, I don't know. <laughs> there's there's some lines in there that I could expand upon, but I won't. <coughs> um, one of the things about Warren Buffett is he's done it for such a long time, and he's done it consistently. He has an annual shareholder meeting, and you listen to his information like it's, it's priceless. It is. Most of it's fairly simple, though, if you think about it. One of the things he preaches is read everything you can. The earlier, the better. I, I know texting is probably ruining writing and grammar skills across America, uh, but you still should be able to read. Uh, Warren Buffett said, by the age of 10, I'd read every book in the Omaha Public Library about investing, some twice. You need to fill your mind with various competing thoughts and decide which makes sense. Then you have to jump the water. Take a small amount of money and do it yourself, investing on papers like reading a romance novel versus doing something else. Um those who do versus those who want to do. He says, you'll soon find out whether you like it. The earlier you start, the better. And that's his favorite book was called or is called um, The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. Great book. Great read. Um, it teaches you a lot about value investing. Is it 100% applicable in this day and age? It's probably about 95%, which is pretty good. Credit cards are not your friend, Warren Buffett says. If you're paying 18% on a credit card, your outcome will not end well. So that's two pieces of advice right there. Read everything you can, and credit cards aren't your friend. I've got credit cards. I don't mind. Um, I've got one credit card that I replace every year. So, for instance, if you go to Hawaii and you're on the airline, and they say, one airlines would like to give you 50,000 free miles plus... Uh, half off on a spouse uh, fare next year. Take it. As long as you can pay your bills on time and uh, as long as you're planning to go to Hawaii within a year and before that annual fee kicks in, take it. Because that's $750 of flights if you're planning to go to Hawaii. And they're counting on many people failing and not making their payments. But usually most people don't use credit wisely. Elsewhere, he says, invest in yourself. Imagine, he says, that you had a car, and that was the only car you'd have for your entire lifetime. You'd probably take pretty damn good care of it. You'd change the oil more frequently. You'd drive it carefully. You'd consider that you only have one mind and one body. Uh, prepare for your life, he says. Care for it. So your main asset is yourself. Preserve yourself and enhance yourself. If you're finding yourself behind a 
glass of beer six times a day, you probably need to cut that down. If you find yourself on the scale going, ooh, I don't even want to look, you probably need to cut that weight. But also you need to start preparing your, your, your body to last a long time and to invest that way. Warren Buffet says most people would be better off not trading stocks. Just pick a broad index like the S&P 500. Put your money in at all at once. Do it over a period of time if you don't feel comfortable putting it in. Um, so your dollar cost averaging. Warren Buffett recommends John Bogle's books. Any investor in funds should read them. They have all you need to know. He says if you're investing in a low-cost index fund where you don't put the money in at all at one time but average it in over 10 years, you'll do better than 90% of people who start investing at the same time. If you like spending six to eight hours per week working on investments, do it. If you don't, the dollar cost average in index funds. Let's go back to one line in a, one quote earlier. He says, when you, put, when you don't put the money in all at one time, but average in over 10 years, you'll do better than 90% who start investing at the same time. So he's saying kind of like two things there. One is that a lot of people try to time the market and buy perfectly, hopefully, low. But he says most people would be better off, instead of trying to do that, you know, put in money in every two weeks and like your 401k, your 403b. And you'll do better than 90% because you will be buying sometimes low. First two months of 2016, the markets were low. And I was like, sweet, dollar cost averaging is going to work for me. When markets at all-time highs, it doesn't work quite as well. But I still have the discipline to put in. Warren Buffett says, know what you don't know. There's nothing wrong with know-nothing investors who realize that they know nothing. The problem is when you're a know-nothing investor, but you think you know something. Sometimes you can confuse your market smarts with a market that moves higher. And you're just benefiting from that. Don't follow the pack. Another Warren Buffettism. You need to divorce your mind from the crowd. Oh, meditation. I find that meditation is pretty helpful for me. Um, just to clear my mind. The herd mentality causes your IQ to become paralyzed. It, it stops you from doing what you know you should be doing. Instead of acting more intelligently, you go, Tesla stock is going higher. I'm going to buy that. Ask for a raise the right way. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but you got to learn how to like improve your earnings in your lifetime. If you improve your earnings and you don't change your cost of living, you're able to save a lot more. Warren Buffett bought a home 40 years ago that he still lives in. Not too shabby, pretty smart. Uh, in the end, get a nice mattress. You know, you don't need a big house. Um, Ask your boss for a raise. Write down the reasons you think you deserve a raise. Demonstrate that you're reliable, that you're honest, that you're dependable. Uh, most people aren't reliable. Sometimes they're not honest, and usually they're not dependable. So tell your boss that, hey, 
I'm reliable, honest, and dependable. Show them that. Look at people, other people's mistakes and don't repeat them. I worked in an office where there was an affair going on. And everyone started gossiping. The whole gossip, gossip, gossipy, 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 gossipy thing. Um, both employees got let go. Because I work in an industry where you can't have a lot of lies and you can't have a lot of secrets. Because what if you're lying about you know, an account? So look at everyone else's mistakes and just don't do them. It's probably a good idea not to have an inner office romance. I'm not going to stop you from doing it. Probably not a good idea. And find out, look at other things that people get let go for. Um, I had to let go of someone who had a little bit of a drinky-drinky problem. So, goes to a corporate meeting and shows up trashed. But now it was an off-site meeting and, you know, it was meant as a corporate bonding thing. And I guess his time is his time, but showing up trashed, not a good idea. So, look at why other people get let go and, and don't do it. Um, communication is one of your greatest skills you, you can learn. Um, communication networking, if you improve your value uh, tremendously by learning how to communicate, you can dramatically increase your value by improving oral and written communication skills. I've dated women just because they have good, they send me good emails. In this day and age, to see someone with like the ability to write two paragraphs, I'm like, that's attractive. So improve your communication skills. It's, it's worth it. So uh, another thing that I find attractive, and this somebody pointed out to me you know, five, ten years ago. I was on a date, and she goes, one thing that I love about you is that you're not always on your phone. Perfect. Another thing Warren Buffett says is detach yourself emotionally. Um, you got to be rational. You can't be irrational. You can't get caught up in what other people are doing. Forget the Joneses who live next door who have a Tesla. I'm not interested in cars. My goal is to not make people envious. My goal is to have enough money to live till the day I die with a good standard to live in. So... 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. Bring something to me. Give me some content. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, Facebook, Cron4 Rob Black. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Tesla's going to run out of money soon. They got about a billion dollars of cash, and they're trying to bring a new car to market in 2017, 2018. They took some pre-orders that are impressive: 35, 325,000 pre-orders at a thousand bucks for a car that's not going to be available till 2017, 2018. But they're going to run out of money. 
Now, that doesn't mean the company's going to go bankrupt. They're going to raise money. But when they do, if you're a shareholder, they're going to dilute shareholders. And that's not a good thing. Again, there's a lot worse things. Tesla is a company that loses over $4,000 on each car that they sell. Um, So they've got to figure this out. Now, for them, what I believe this is all about is saying competition's looking pretty good. And we better come out with, you know, a plan to get people into our cars before they get into their cars. Um, I've done this numerous times uh, where you go to buy something and it's sold out and you buy something else. So BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, Chevy, uh, Ford, Fiat, even McLaren are all making electric vehicles, not to mention, you know, the popular Toyota Prius, which is a hybrid. McLaren's going to make the P1 at $1.1 million. Oh, I hate that story. Why do I hate that story? Um, I hate that story in large part because of um, people buy crap like that. I mean, we could seriously, if we were all just to drive a crappy car, we could probably end world hunger, right? But I'm not going to do that. Um, here's the risks in the stock market right now. Oh, and for the record, I want to look up shares of Tesla, because I'm talking about them diluting their shares. They're going to issue shares. Um, this is a company that eventually could put themselves, let's say, in a bad economy. They could put themselves in a situation where they have to be acquired. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could happen. And it's smart of you as an investor to play the game of ifs and buts and candy and nuts. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. You need to look at Tesla and try to figure out what could go wrong. In the last two years, their stock has had a big problem getting above 275. If it gets to 275, they should almost immediately say, we're going to raise $4 billion by issuing new shares. Because they'd be selling at a high. You know, it wasn't that long ago that Tesla was $140 stock. Now it's a $260 stock. Raising money at 140 would have been disastrous compared to 250 I'm just saying. Now, here's some things that can hit the stock market, because right now things feel pretty good. We started the year off weak, and then things are pretty good. Um, there's some credit markets that are very late cycle. This shows that sectors in the economy are not doing well, but the rest of the economy is doing just fine. What this means is that it doesn't point to an economy-wide recession, but it does point to some sectors are not investment-grade, while other sectors are higher risk-grade. So don't look for an income fund to solve your problems, because there may be some bombs inside of an income fund tied towards what's not investment-grade. Another thing that can hurt the economy is a slowdown in earnings, not related to energy. Uh, we know earnings are going to fall about 2.3, 2.4% this quarter. But the overall earnings are going to drop about 8% when you factor in energy stocks. The question is, is it down 23 2.4%, or is it more like zero because companies have started to slash their earnings expectations in the last 30 days, which is pretty common. They come out with earnings. They say, hey, the next 90 days looks great. And then about 60 days in, they go, hey, it didn't turn out to be great, so we better lower expectations. Um, Profit margins are at all-time highs. Wage growth is one of the bigger risks 
the pressure margins, and we're seeing a lot of states think about $15 an hour, and a lot of states doing $15 an hour. And how does that hit profit margins at companies? Um, you have a company like, um, let's look at the Southern California companies like Universal and Disney. They don't want $15 an hour because most of their employees are kids. Um, you have companies like Costco who say, you know, we want to pay $15 an hour because, you know, we, we want our employees to stay around for a long period of time. Um, make it more of a career for people. Other problems that could hit would be China. Non-performing loans in China and Chinese banks are going to be a problem. Too much leverage and too much dollar-denominated debt in Chinese corporations. Another problem that could happen in the world and derail our economy or derail the stock market particularly is banks get a little bit tight on lending. Weekly data for U.S. bank lending continues to be around 7 to 8%. There's no signs of any credit crunch in the major banking sector at this point in time. Um, but when economies worsen worldwide, you start seeing banks say, okay, we don't want to risk lending money right now, so we're going to tighten our lending. And maybe that means you don't get a mortgage, or maybe it means you pay 1% higher on a mortgage, or maybe you don't get a credit card, or maybe it means you pay 1% higher on a credit card. Um, same thing can go for corporations versus individuals. There's downside risk to oil prices. Uh, the energy sector has been stepping on the brakes on production in its effort to tighten supply. Um, the What's called capital expenditures, CapEx, fell 50% since 2014. So we're getting on towards the end of the re- runway where that's going to start you know, a pretty big negative impact on GDP. Uh, it gets smaller and smaller at this point in time, but... When do oil companies need higher oil prices so as to be able to pay their bills and pay their debts? So we'll see. It's something that could happen. Not will happen. Could happen. Um, What else could go bad? Too much debt. Um, Debt levels on their own don't matter for growth. What matters are the costs of borrowing, which continually, generally be on the very low ends for the private and public sector and the United States government at this point in time. The low cost of money is very helpful to the United States government. When it gets more expensive, we have to pay it back on a more expensive interest rate. So we'll pay attention to these. These are things that could go wrong. Not will go wrong, could go wrong. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.